0: we swimming, we're biking, then we run. Not here for a trophy, we're just here to have some fun Allison and Norm don't need no podium climb But you better have a cookie waiting at the finish line We don't care if you slow or fast Cause all are welcome on the it's welcome on post-race cookie cast.
1: I'm going to guess that you're a little bit hesitant about this week's episode because it's all about you. And we know how you feel about having all the attention on yourself. Are you a little bit nervous about this week?
2: Maybe, yeah, a little bit.
1: Because this week we are doing not just a race recap of your latest Crazy trail insanity adventure. We're doing a season recap. Oh, <laughs> because you just had what might go down in the in the annuals of athlete trailhood as maybe a, one of the best seasons of all time. Just go throw that out there. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> this is a hyperbole-free podcast. <laughs> this is facts. No, you had a, you had an amazing season, and we're here to celebrate it today okay. and talk to. You a little bit about what you accomplished in 2021, because it's insane what you really did pull off. (laughs) And and then we're going to talk a little bit about your most latest, your your most recent race, which is also a really awesome accomplishment. Which was two days ago, three days ago,
2: two days ago, I think at this point.
1: And that was a 50 K trail, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're not going to get to that quite yet. (laughs) So. I really wanted today just to go through 2021 with you uh, because you did a lot. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll be talking about our training. And I think this is common for a lot of athletes that we look forward a lot to our next race or our next big event. And then when it's over, it's like we give ourselves maybe 24 hours and then it's like, OK, what's next? <laughs> Do you feel like you're that, that way somewhat?
2: Um, I feel like I have a pretty mm-hmm. good... I like to always have something, but it doesn't have to be happening soon.
1: But you're not one to sit around for two weeks and think about the thing you just did.
2: No, no, no. That's not me. <laughs> no, <clears throat> no. Which
1: is one reason why we're doing this, because if we didn't, I don't think you would even recognize at all what you accomplished this year. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, I ran some things. Uh, I saw some trails. <laughs> I kicked some rocks. It was OK, I guess. Um And, and I think that is though very common to folks that it's, we put so much of our time and our energy and and our mental energy also into preparing for these events. Then we go out and we do them. And then we often don't really give ourselves that reflection period to think about, okay, what, how, what did I do? How did I do it? What could I've done better? What did I do? Great. What can I learn from this for the next race? I don't think as people, we don't, We don't generally do that unless it's the only event that we're doing Mm. that year. And let's be honest. I don't think there's ever going to be a year where you're like, I have one sprint triathlon I'm doing and that is it. (laughs) It's just not going to be you, right? Probably
2: not. Probably not. No,
1: no. If anything, every year is going to be bigger for you. And well, I don't know how you can go bigger than you did this year, but we'll see what 2022 has to offer. 2022, that sounds like the future. Well, you know what I mean? Like the far future. (laughs) Like Jetsons. Anyway. So let's start off. Let's go all the way back to January.
2: Okay.
1: We're still in the pandemic. Well, we're still in the pandemic, but that was like the dark ages of the pandemic. Right. But things were starting to open up a little bit. And your first race of the year was a 25K trail race in Kansas. What was that thing called?
2: Um, It's called Winter Rock. Uh. It's the wintertime version of my favorite fall trail race called Flat Rock. So it is, it's 25K of like, um, in a like natural limestone quarry in a state park in Kansas. So it's just in
1: January.
2: Yeah. So you just are basically crawling up and down out of these limestone quarries for. <laughs> Fifteen miles,
1: but what is it? Just ice sometimes. I just don't understand why they do this in January.
2: (laughs) Um, because it's hot when they do it in the fall, and they want a cold version. So this one is what they call in the trail world. It's called a fat ass. Um, So that's where it's like, um, less. Less of a race and more self supported. Um, the aid stations have water. It's more, it's almost like somewhere between a group run and a formal race.
1: So, okay. well, that was like a first indication, I think, of what your year was going to be because you started off in a frigid 25k limestone quarry, <laughs> ice filled pit. So, that was probably like, here's what's coming down the road. Mm-hmm. So, we start off with 25k. So that's about 14 and a half miles. And yes, we are going to be tallying up what you did as <laughs> oh, we go. Oh good.
2: Along. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: So then, your next little jaunt, you decide in March you're going to do a little secret half marathon.
2: Yes. I had a Well, that I had a training run that weekend that was supposed to be I think like 14 miles or something like that. Um on the schedule and I realized that there was a half marathon happening in downtown Tulsa, so that seemed like more fun than trying to make loops in my neighborhood. So
1: yeah, just a bit. I think I that was s- the, the T-Town? T-Town. T-Town. Real creative name there. T-Town. Come <laughs> T-Town <on>.
2: Half. <laughs> That's-
1: T-Town Half in Tulsa. Yep. All right. So then we're going to add 13.1 and we're just in March. All right. Moving on to April. This was a huge one for you. Yes. Your first 70.3 Ironman.
2: Yes, first thing longer than a sprint, <laughs> for
1: a triathlon. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was down in Galveston. Mm-hmm.
2: We've talked and about that. And was
1: one of the first episodes that we ever did.
2: Yeah, way earlier. Which is wild,
1: isn't that wild that we did an episode on that? So, so that's uh, we're going to add seventy point three to that, and then because you were training for a full, that same month you did your first ever century ride on your bike.
2: Yes. Mhm.
1: And again that was more of a training thing like well I got to do this in the race so let's do it in training and just see what we can do or
2: Yeah, um again it was on the schedule. It was on the the training plan. So I think it was l- later that month towards the end of that month so just a little century by myself. <laughs> just,
1: just a also. little ride around town for 6 hours. <laughs> yep. Then we go into July, and you're saying, I like the first 70.3 so much, let's do another one.
2: Oh, sure, why not?
1: So you go out to Ohio, and you do another one. So we're going to add another 70.3 to our list. This number's getting pretty high, just <laughs> saying. We're moving on to September, and you decide you're going to do a trail marathon
2: mm-hmm. called? Oh, uh, that was the hawk. We talked the about
1: Hawk. that one too. We did. And I know that you're going to sit here and say, oh, I didn't really do a marathon, but I'm pretty sure we all know that you basically did. That was your <laughs> DNF. We talked about it, but I feel like you paced enough in front of the chip line, refusing to go across it. You probably added three or four miles to your total. So you did a marathon.
2: I think so. I did 23 miles that day.
1: Okay. Maybe we're going to put down 26. Oh, okay. And we just, we, I had nothing to do with it. You just did, as we said at the beginning of this, a 50K trail. What was the name of this one?
2: That was the Pumpkin Holler.
1: Pumpkin Holler. <laughs> we
2: Oklahoma. can see
1: where you live, can't we? <laughs> we got the Winter Rock, the Tea Town. We got the Hawk, the Pumpkin Holler. We get all yep. kinds of good names out there. So you ready for this? That means- Uh-oh. In some form, and I know your 100, your century ride wasn't really a competition, but in a way, I mean, it's a huge accomplishment that a lot of people aspire for. So we're going to put it on the list. That means you did 325.4 miles (laughs) in 2021. That is amazing. (laughs) Isn't that cool?
2: It's a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) We're going to call that the Anderson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you do 325 miles of competing in a year, you have completed the Anderson.
2: Oh, you think people are actually going to try and do the Anderson this oh, year?
1: Oh, <laughs> yes they will. I guarantee you at least one crumb head is going to be like it's on. I'm doing
2: I'm going to it. do
1: the I'm doing the Anderson in 2022. And that's why we're going to issue the challenge out there. If you think you can do the Anderson, let us know. <laughs> We'll interview you. We'll bring you on and we'll uh, we'll talk about the Anderson that you completed. So, that, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's a. Did you go into 2021 thinking in, in your I mean, I know some of these things were ones you're like, well, it's on the training plan. I might as well just go do it anyway. But did you expect to do over 300 miles of competing?
2: No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't think of some of it as competing, but. I think, I mean, I wouldn't have thought of like that half marathon or even the trail marathon as competing. Those, those were really training runs that.
1: You, you know what I mean by saying competing though. I'm just saying you entered events. Did you think that you would do this much mileage in, in this year?
2: No, I didn't. Um, and I don't think I would have put it on my own schedule. Like if. Like I, I wouldn't have. I don't know that I would have done two seventy point threes in a year if it hadn't been for COVID. I mean, they turned out they turned out well, but I don't know that that's normally something I would have done. And I, I like to have like a spring event and a fall event. And if you mm-hmm. want to do like a maybe a something for training for one of those, mm-hmm. that's more what I would do. So this was a lot.
1: It was a lot, and I know that you also. Don't like talking about this stuff sometimes because you don't want anyone out there to think this is what you're supposed to do in a year or this right. is like the benchmark. Or, it makes me nervous. <laughs> if, I know it does. But I think everyone by this point has gotten the sense that you put a lot of work into this. You train hard. You've been training for years. You're not a couch. You're not a couch to Anderson. You don't like start the couch and then you do an Anderson. No, this took years for you to get to this point and you built upon this foundation of Starting small, driveway to driveway, like we talked about in our first episode, mm-hmm. until you got to the point where you could do 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons. It takes a long time. But what I really want our listeners to get from this is this is proof that if you put the work in and you take your time and you don't try to do everything in your first year, you can accomplish something sp- pretty special. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd it is say special.
1: So. Yeah, uh, I, I think I don't I know for a fact that I will never do an Anderson in my in a year for myself um or my version of it, whatever it would be called, the Miller or whatever, the Moxie. I don't know. I uh, I just I really admire and look up for you for doing this, because I know this was something that took a long time to get to the point where you could pull this off. So I guess we're, we're all just like wanting you to realize how how how. Crazy, talented, and the, your hardware pays off. So so anyway, we'll stop making you uncomfortable with that point. So the other thing we'd love to do on the post-race cookie cast is do race recaps. And it's funny because I look back and I was like, wow, a lot of our episodes are race recaps because you did so much this year. And I think that's really neat uh, for our listeners to be able to come along with you and just say, hey, this is kind of what it's like to do these things. And you have a really good variety here, which I think is neat too. <laughs> At
2: least they aren't all the same type of race recap,
1: Right? These are all really different. Um, Different different surfaces, different distances, different disciplines. You've got some swimming, some biking, a lot of running, uh, some trails. And I think that's a reason why maybe you were able to do some of this because it was a good mix. It was some good variety. Do you think that might be the case?
2: Oh, for sure. Like if this had been like something like trying to do like five marathons in a year. I don't know that it would have worked out that way because at least the triathlons are a bunch of cross training in that. Mm-hmm. And that really makes a difference. I think.
1: Do you think you'd be able to choose your favorite?
2: From this year? Mm hmm. Um, ooh. I don't know. We might have to circle back.
1: Oh, do you, could you, point out one that was your least favorite or one that you were like, "Eh, I didn't really love that.
2: Mm, Probably Galveston.
1: The jellyfish uh, incident.
2: Yeah. And the wind. Biking is really fun, but biking into the wind for almost 30 miles is not fun. So
1: I I suspected you might say that one. (laughs) Um, All right. We'll circle back to your favorite, but we're adding one on the list right now. It's the pumpkin hauler. <laughs> now is that hauler is in I'm hauling something or a holler as in something in the woods, like you're in a hauler. Or is it hollering you're yelling at someone? <laughs> it could be many things here.
2: I think it is uh it's the second the second choice. Um
1: a hauler in the woods?
2: Yeah. It's S- the road that it's on is called pumpkin holler
1: okay so So. side note and fun story i grew up in maine and i went to college down in west virginia and i thought a holler was when you yelled at somebody well right like hollering at someone yeah and so i went down to college and everyone was talking about a holler and i was like are you talking about like a wagon or (laughs) you're yelling (laughs) so it took me a little bit to realize that it was a place in like a I still don't know if I know the exact term of what it is, but yeah, like a, like a little place in the woods where <laughs> stuff happens. I don't know. <laughs> and so, yeah, so now I know what a hauler is, but yeah, <laughs> it, it took me a little bit of time. So you're up in Pumpkin Hauler doing a 50K. So let's walk walk us through it. How'd you find this race?
2: Um, This is the, um... In Oklahoma, this is kind of the ultra series to do. So it's a multi distance weekend, um, anywhere from ten miles to a hundred miles. Um and we don't we don't have a lot of ultra events here. So this is the one like to be a part of if you're gonna do it. And it's never um it's in the last few years it hasn't worked out like I've always had like signed up for something else first and then realized I couldn't do this one. So it was finally the year to be a part of it. So.
1: And where is it held?
2: It's in a place, uh, a city called Tahlequah, Oklahoma. It's like a river town.
1: Nice. How far is that from you?
2: About an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Okay.
1: That's the trend here. Everything is like (laughs) one to five hours from you. (laughs) Yeah. Anything that you want to do.
2: Nothing is local.
1: (laughs) Nothing is look. All right, so walk us through it. I know one thing: it was frigid it was at the start of this super thing. Super right? cold. We
2: went from um, being in the nineties every day until we got a storm front that came through earlier in the week that like changed everything. So that meant now this, and I, um, I hadn't really thought a lot about what I was going to wear because again, I don't. I try not to check the weather until a couple of days ahead, but um it is different if you're gonna be starting in the 30s and ending in the 70s. <laughs> so
1: it's nuts.
2: That does make it just that just adds another another quote unquote layer to figuring out what you're gonna do. But it was about 37 degrees. Uh Whew. I think when I got up that morning and um because they had a lot of people in the 50K and we're still kind of in COVID protocols, they decided um, to break up the starting times. Um, they used to start everyone not together, but much earlier. So that meant we were starting at about nine, which was weird. Um, originally, I think we we're supposed to start at seven. So that would have been even colder.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess there's, I have a question about that. So if you, if you have to start with layers, because that's too cold for a t-shirt shorts. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I imagine you have to make the the decision though, that anything I take off, I'm going to have to keep carrying. Right. So you also have a backpack, I'm assuming of some type or a pack that has fuel and Mm -hmm. water and that stuff. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So I had a hydration pack on that had like a, a, Bladder on your back, like a camelback, to style. And then a bunch of pockets in the front. So I have a a. Packable windbreaker um, that I shoved in there in case I needed it, but I decided to just. Um, tough it out at the beginning and be cold. <laughs> so,
0: oh,
1: did you wear a T-shirt?
2: No, I, I had long sleeves. Um, oh, OK, OK. I think I realized on Friday, I guess it was, uh, I had ordered a, a long sleeve shirt that was a, a trail running shirt from Rabbit that is perforated Oh, all the way, like the whole thing is. Um, and I was like, well, that'll be long sleeves, but at least when it gets warm, it'll allow some air movement. So I went with okay.
1: that. Okay. Okay. And is this a big race? How many people usually enter this thing?
2: Um quite a few for a trail race. There were, I believe, a hundred and seven people in the 50K.
1: Oh wow. Just in the just in the 50K? Just
2: in the 50K, yeah.
1: Holy moly. Okay.
2: And I wanna say, um, I mean, as the distance gets longer, there's fewer participants. So I wanna say there were like Probably forty or fifty each in the hundred K and the hundred miles, and then seventy to a hundred in the twenty-five K and the 10 mile.
1: And you had a friend. Well, a couple friends at this race, right? Yeah.
2: We had one of our friends, Meredith, she did the 10 mile, and my my friend Candy from Kansas, she came and did the 25K. Um Candy I- from
1: Kansas. <laughs> I love that.
2: Never saw either of them because they started an hour later than me and they had a different course. So Right. Um
1: Have you you've run with Candy before though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I actually met her at a race. Um so
1: Candy, you better be listening. (laughs) You made the podcast. You're gonna have to let her know that she's on here. All right. So we're at the 50K. It's early in the morning, it's freezing out Mm -hmm. you got your gear on you got your pack on and everything and you're ready to go you're going into this so you've never done this course before right and generally knowing you you do some of uh you do some research you do some reading and you know kind of what course you're getting into right you didn't know this time did you
2: no um i didn't know how much of it was going to be i knew some of it was going to be like Farm roads and gravel roads, but I didn't know how much was going to be trail. Um, which it turned out to be none of it was trail. Um, it was all, um, it was all gravel and dirt roads. Um, just one big. Which okay,
1: oop. you say that's not trail, but for many of us, if it's not asphalt, it's a trail. And I know that you're a purist. And you're like, if it doesn't have roots and it doesn't have rocks, it's not a trail. But if I was on that, I would have definitely been like, oh, yeah, I went trail running. And you would have said, oh, yeah, yeah. In the woods. I'm like, oh, it was a dirt road. That's a trail, right?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I'll give give it that. Um, But you're
1: saying in your mind, this isn't what you would have considered like maybe a trail run. Correct. Okay. Um, All right.
2: And I didn't know... I had no idea that in the middle of it was nine miles of asphalt either. Um, oh, right okay. in the middle of like Blacktop. Um, which this is... isn't a
1: hauler. They, <laughs> they misnamed this thing. This isn't the pumpkin. This is the pumpkin highway. Come on.
2: <laughs> which you really need trail shoes for like gravel and dirt roads, but. It mm. turns out they're really heavy and <laughs> terrible on asphalt for nine miles.
1: <laughs> How interesting. So you, you, you thought you went into it thinking it was one thing. and it ended up being something completely different.
2: Correct. Yeah. And they call it, um, I mean, and like anything else they list, they have the elevation profile and stuff on their website and it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to gauge from that. What does that really mean? They call it, um, They describe it as relatively flat with, um, I think they said, five or six hills.
1: So flat with an occasional mountain. Um,
2: (laughs) I would say it was 31 miles of rolling hills. Okay. (laughs) Um, For anyone who might be thinking of doing it, that's good to know in the back of your mind.
1: So now we know two things. It's not a hauler. And it's not flat. It's not so, flat.
2: I think in that 31 miles, there was probably, there might've been four miles that I would have described as flat. And otherwise you were either going up or down.
1: Okay. Well, let's break this thing into thirds. So let's talk okay. about the first 10 miles. Let's, <laughs> it's our, our first third going in the race to, to walk us through it.
2: Okay. Um, well, I, I set up my watch for intervals, um, which had a um, consequence to it that I wasn't aware of. Um, cause I've run with intervals before, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know how I didn't notice this, but, um, I have a chorus watch. And when you do intervals in a chorus watch, um, all you see is the distance for that lap.
1: Oh, and not the total. So
2: you don't see your total distance. So
1: interesting.
2: I, I realized about four intervals in that I did not know. I wasn't going to know how far I was all day.
1: (laughs) What was your, your interval by the way, what you do you split at? Do you know?
2: Um, I did. um, I did two and a half run one. Walk. Um, I have, that is one thing I will say. I have spent a lot of time working on my, on my fast walk, like, trail hiking stuff this year. So that that's a pretty fast walk for me now. Um, I will say that, but
1: are you speed walking? Like I picture speed walkers with their butt out and doing the extreme, like hip side to side um, with like their pumping arms.
2: No, but I would describe it as hospital worker walking. Oh, we, we walk fast when we go places.
1: Okay. All right. So, you're in your first 10 miles. You mm-hmm. realize at this point, I have no idea how far I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> and is it the first 10 miles? Was it, is that where you found the flat stuff? Is that where the asphalt was? What What was the train like?
2: Um, The first 10 miles is where the big hills are. Um, oh,
1: right from the start. Great. Yeah.
2: There's one that is probably, I mean, there's, there's one where we were basically going uphill for probably t- two to three miles. Um, there was a couple of dips in there, but it was one steady, steady uphill. This is all a road that's along a river. So it's kind of natural that there's going to be, um, just a lot of up and down in the landscape around that. Um, but it, I mean, it was, it was gravel, which I started to worry about because it was not the kind of gravel that I think of when I think gravel road, these are, Mm -hmm big, like, chunks of rock. Um, like, huh. so I, I have not had good experiences with that in the past. And I was getting, I did get kind of concerned about that because uh, that's yeah. hard on your feet. <laughs> but,
1: oh, man. Now, so, because I've never done one of these races, so I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see during these races where you have these kinds of hills that there's people who've never done these before and maybe they're, they are attacking the hills a little too aggressively or they're going too hard or Mm. are there people who are like, Whoa, I didn't expect this. And they're just like done already. I mean,
2: yeah. Um, I, that happens with every race, every race, there's a bunch of people who go out way too hard. Um, which is why partially why I don't leave it up to myself to come up with some sort of pacing strategy that I'm going to try and adhere to. I would rather Mm -hmm put the intervals in and um, like I can probably pace myself for a half marathon and, and come out. Okay. But for 31 miles, um, I don't trust myself. <laughs> I mean, to make sure you still have stuff in the tank, you know, hours later. Um, so definitely lots of people out super fast. Um, I, don't want to, I don't know how to, I, I passed a lot of people after about three miles, I would say. It's
1: okay to say that.
2: (laughs) You've done these enough.
1: I know, but you're experienced at this. So you, you did it the right way and you're going to pass people who went out too hard. It's okay.
2: And sometimes um, my usual strategy is to slow down on the hills. um, Like, Slow down on the on the ups and, you know, like run the downs and the flats. But um, these were such long, gradual hills that I was like, this is going to take me all day if I do. So if my if my watch said to run on the hills, I just ran them. So
1: how do you run downhill? Because I hate running downhill, even if it's on asphalt, because I feel like it jars my hips. Like it's like a wooden (laughs) feeling where you can't naturally do that, that stride that you normally do.
2: Yeah. Um, It took me a long time to not feel there is like a a feeling of being that um, like you're losing control almost. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would say, I think in the last year or two, I have um, embraced just like letting it go. So... Just Just
1: throwing yourself down the hill. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. I don't know how
2: else to describe it. I will say I did not. I mean, I didn't practice that enough. I don't do a lot of. I have practiced a lot of climbing up things, but I have not practiced a lot of going down things. So I noticed that very early on in the race. (laughs) Oh, man. These quads are going to be tired later.
1: (laughs) So. So you get through your first 10 miles and mm-hmm. how are you feeling?
2: Good. Feeling pretty good, actually. Um, a little um, curious about even what's happening. I would say get through, it wasn't even the first 10 miles. It, I would say it, maybe we break it in half um, because this road loop that this was on was 25 I want to say 25 or 26 miles so they added um there's a nature conservancy there off of the road who let them use their um their entrance road I guess so Mm -hmm. at the halfway point you had to turn into the nature conservancy and do a few miles out and back there then back to the road. But at least then I knew I was halfway.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, since your watch is not telling you, at least you have an idea. My watch
2: is telling me, Oh, you've done whatever in two and a half minutes and that's all you get to know.
1: (laughs) My goodness.
2: So there was, you've done this enough
1: times though that do you feel you have a natural sense of how far you've gone?
2: Mm -mm, No,
1: no. Okay. Uh, I guess Hills would make it hard. Wouldn't it?
2: it makes it really tough because you feel like you're going so slow Mm. and you also feel like if maybe somebody told you that you were at, um, you know, if you've been at it for hours and somebody told you, you were at like, you know, 17 miles, you might just like throw all your stuff down and walk away. (laughs) But if they told you, yeah, you're at 23 miles, then you'd be like, Okay, okay, well, the end is in sight now. We can, yeah. this is less than 10 miles. We can do this. So, and at, so, the, at the halfway mark, there is, they call it Waffle Stop. There is a ooh. group that comes in with and sets up a bunch of tables and waffle makers, and they will make you any kind of waffle you want. Um, no way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, how can you possibly eat like, are you talking like a Belgium waffle here? Uh, like,
2: full on. I didn't eat, I don't, I didn't eat it. But I don't think I could either. I no, I didn't eat any real food on this race um at all. But people do. Um
1: They love it, don't they?
2: Yeah. So it smelled good. Uh
1: <laughs> That'd be even worse though because if it smell so good I'd be like, but you can't have it, you're going to cramp.
2: Um I just yeah, oh. I was like I I there's no way I can put that into my system right now, but it, it but it smelled great and it was I mean, they're like, they're a fun group of people. So it was fun to have, you know, to come in and have, um, every aid station you go to, everyone's got a ton of like cowbells and they cheer you on and stuff like that. So
1: now your last race we talked about, it was blaze gate because you had all these different blazes Mm -hmm. and you're going back and forth, back and forth. How was this one marked?
2: Um, they only marked it, so this is a this is a big loop country road, so they only marked it um, when there was like a Y or an intersection. They only, and they had big signs, like big yard sale looking signs that said race with a giant black arrow. So it was- So no way
1: you could get lost on this one?
2: Almost none, yeah. Good. It would okay. have been really, really hard, so- that that made a difference because I definitely had that in the back of my head, like, um,
1: yeah, sure.
2: From the last one, so
1: so you're halfway. You know this because of where you're at. You're doing the loop, mm-hmm. and you're feeling pretty good still.
2: Yes, I think well, by that time I was getting sore in some places, which just happens. Um, and the, you're kind of gauging like do I have another 15 and a half miles with this, but it's the, it's this, I mean, ultras are painful, so that's just part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're just painful. So, um, kind of going in the back of your mind, like it's really going to depend how many more Hills we have and how much downhill, but also it's a loop course. So, um, there is no like, I mean, there's only one way back. So you kind of and you've
1: already done it, so you kind of know what you to expect, right?
2: Well, no, I mean it's one big loop.
1: Oh, oh, oh! It's not an out and back. It's no, one giant loop. One oh, gotcha, loop. Gotcha, gotcha, so, gotcha.
2: Not, not positive what's coming next, but also like, um, there's only, I mean, there's only one way to get back, which is to finish the loop. So you kind of have to say, like, even if things are starting to, like, not feel great, there's only one way to get back.
1: So both ways is 15 miles. Yeah. It's either forward or backwards. It's still the same distance. Yep. So you might as well keep going.
2: Just keep keep at it. Um, which I didn't I didn't have a lot of thoughts of that until probably towards the very end. Um when I was like, okay, this is where now I've started to change my stride. It, this has got to end soon. But I also knew, um, I did stop and like pause my watch so I could find out what my mileage was. Cause when you pause your, when I pause my watch, it will tell me how long I've been running for and what distance I'm at. Um, oh. and so when I kind of reached the point of like, I don't know how much more of this I can actually do. And I, paused it and stopped it i was at 29 so i was like oh i have two more miles in me i can i can do two more miles (laughs) like if that had said like like 26 i don't know what my reaction would have been oh
1: i don't either now here's a weird question but let's just ask it because we've talked about these things before on the bike you're out there for like five six seven hours Mm -hmm. what happens if you got to go to the bathroom um well are they porta potties?
2: They have they had porta potties at the aid stations. Um they but it's if you're if you're used to trail running, I mean you just wander off course and do your business. Um and
1: it's it's not for modest people, is it? I mean this no, is like yeah. No,
2: I think I did not I did not go to the bathroom um in that time, but I did a um, a fifty-mile race last year, and I think I I did like four times, and I had to just get over it and like do my business. because There's nowhere yeah. to go.
1: There's, yeah, and people are used to it. Probably they're like doing the yeah. same thing.
2: I will say it is. It's funny. Um, I have noticed that men will just do it. They don't really leave the trail. What they'll just do it
1: like as they're. Not- a-
2: not all men, but I I see them every time they just stop and turn their back to you. <laughs>
1: oh, I looked at um, the men as they were running. I'm like, that is a horrible oh, idea.
2: No, um, women tend to wander a little farther afield. Um,
1: yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. So you're in the second half now. You kind of just alluded that you were feeling a little bit of pain. Mm-hmm. What was going on there?
2: Um. <clears throat> Well, I mean, I, my, my quads were not used to blazing down hills. So, um, they were, they were pretty sore. Um, and same with my hips. We were like, I'm really used to climbing for a long time. Not used to, I'm not used to, um, I was trying to think of it in, perspective of like i'm not used to getting a downhill for every uphill that i do because that's not always how it works um okay but this was definitely up down up down up down um the whole time so yeah i i was starting to i i say i spent the last um like i've kind of worked on becoming a like flat strike with my with my running gait, but I was definitely Mm -hmm. running on the balls of my feet for the last probably three or four
1: miles. (laughs) Did you get any rocks in your shoes? Um, Does that happen?
2: Yeah. One tiny one, I stopped and and got it out. I did, um, I did alter my shoes the morning of, Um, I did all the things you're not supposed to do, like, (laughs) or a lot of the things, um, including like cutting the tags off of my clothes, like as I got dressed for the race, because I had never worn any of that stuff before. um, And I, I have a new newer pair of trail shoes that kind of digs into the front of my ankles. So I cut the tongues of them down so that they wouldn't so they would be digging into the front of my socks instead of my ankles.
1: So instead of wearing longer socks, just Cut the shoes up.
2: That's (laughs) what I did.
1: Okay. Okay. Now they're perfect. Jeez.
2: Um, Uh. And, you know, so we talked about it on the show. I had, I have a like a shoulder injury. I'm not used to carrying it. Like I had, um, this is a much heavier pack than I've carried in a long time. So I had a day's worth of fuel and, um, for this kind of thing, you carry some supplies, like you carry some first aid type stuff. um, And uh, I had, I think like 50 ounces of water. um, You know, did you
1: ever get to the point where you were worried you couldn't finish that kind of pain or was it, this is just going to suck. It's not going to be fun, but I can do this.
2: More, more of the second part, I think I kind of had, I was on like alert the whole time because I was like, if something new happens, like, is this a familiar feeling that I'm kind of used to at this point? Or if I start feeling something new, um, that'll, that may be like a judgment call. So I was kind of had that thought process going the whole time, but, um, but it, it turned out okay. So.
1: It's so funny to me. Well, it's not funny. It's ironic to me that this injury you've been dealing with for like three months probably helped you get through this race because (laughs) you know what it feels like to have this feeling of pain. So like you just said, this wasn't a new feeling. You were like, yeah, I have this every time I run. Yeah. It's just for a longer time period. So just (laughs) go. Yeah. Just run, Allison. You felt us before. (laughs) Yeah. Which stinks. You got to feel it. But at least you knew what it was.
2: Yeah. Kind of. If it's that whole kind of thing of like. If if something new happened, I might have stopped. But if I was like, this is the same thing I'm used to, then I'm just going to keep going.
1: So. So you get to the end. What's the end of this race like?
2: Um. You don't. So, most races I'm used to having some sort of marking of of distance. Still, um, this one does not. So the only the only thing that the race provides you with is, um, is that halfway mark. So, um, to leave the resort that it started at, it starts at like a a little. Resort is a loose term, let me just say. Um, I don't want to sound (laughs) fancy here. (laughs) This is a river town in Oklahoma. Um, but to leave that and get onto this road, you also come in, um, you come in the same way off of the road. So the only real Evidence that you're getting close is once you make the turn back onto this, it's an open highway and you're just running in some cones. Oh, Um, (laughs) okay. Okay. So there are people driving fast and I, I immediately went into my like, um, like concern brain thing that like, oh gosh, the hundred milers are doing, you know, four loops of this and Like, they're going to be doing this road at night and people are driving Mm, down this road. Yeah. They're going to be um, barely conscious at they're going to be 70 miles in in the dark with a headlamp doing this road. And so. um I went through all of those thoughts, which then I was like, oh, now I'm done because I spent the last, (laughs) like, three quarters of a mile uh, worrying about people that aren't even my people.
1: (laughs) Of course you did. Of course. So. So you finished the race. Mm -hmm. This is one of the more unique aspects of this particular race recap. Okay. Because, you know, you spent half a day running around in a hauler.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And your day's only halfway done.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: because what did you do?
2: I signed up to volunteer. Um they yeah. at the finish line, the so since it's a loop, um, the hundred K people have to do it twice and the uh hundred milers, I guess they do it three times because they have a weird little out and back that they also have to do to make it a hundred. Um So the start finish is actually an aid station for them. Um, And then it's also a trail race. So there's usually like kind of a party at the aid station or at the finish for those people. Mm -hmm. So um, when I clicked on the volunteer link the other day or a few weeks ago and saw that like basically no one had volunteered at all. For the race at all I was like well that I don't feel good about that so (sighs) so I signed up for six to midnight which I thought six to
1: midnight
2: (laughs) I thought when I did that the race was still starting at 7 a.m. so I thought I was going to be done and have a few hours in between it turned out I only had like an hour and a half in between
1: and what did they have you doing
2: um, I got assigned to the grill station. So the grill station, <laughs> I grilled burgers and hot dogs for six hours.
1: Um, Unbelievable. Well, at least you stayed warm, I guess. You're yeah, because it was
2: cold. Um, and
1: are you good at grilling?
2: I have never, I've never grilled a hamburger in my life <laughs> Unbelievable. until that day. <laughs>
1: so I hope we're not going to hear like. Three days later, a salmonella outbreak. From.
2: Well, I mean, I hope they like their burgers well done because I was really paranoid about poisoning people. So, um, and I'm a pharmacist. So, my first thought was like, I don't have a food handler's permit. What's, I can't be doing this.
1: You're like, here's our, we, I made you some penicillin burgers here. I packed in some pills. It's all yep. this, Some vitamins from my little. Ziploc bag I brought with me
2: nor do I I don't really eat hamburgers or hot dogs so I was just like the burgers I was not um I was not very willing to like I was, I was pretty steadfast in in the doneness level but the the hot dogs I was like I don't I did a variety of, of doneness because I was like the, the jeez. <laughs> Do you like some char on your hot dog? I don't know how this works. I don't really eat hot dogs. So. Even a
1: well, even a, like a well done hot dog is probably worse for you than like a medium hamburger.
2: <laughs> so the burgers, there was no question. Those were, those were getting done to a certain level that wasn't up for debate. So
1: you cooked charcoal on some charcoal. Great.
2: Um, no. I Quite. Let's stick
1: the borderline vegan on the grill <laughs> that she's never used before. She'll be great oh, at this. It
2: ran out of propane. I, we were, I thought I had a situation. Of
1: <laughs> oh, no.
2: I don't know how to handle that. So I had to go find someone like <laughs> who then when I found the propane, the person to help me with it, I was like, hey, I just don't I really don't want to blow the place up. Um, It's basically what what we're looking at and then he happens to turn around and is like oh yeah no i'll change it out for you um if you'll and he like goes to this other cooler i didn't know about for like race staff and he's like if you'll cook up some bison burgers and he hands me a whole thing of bison burgers and i'm like oh dear i don't this is
1: (laughs) that's a trickier thing to cook right there yeah
2: those stay bloody the whole time turns out um, and,
1: and it's very easy to, to overcook them and make them a little bit like, yeah, gross. Got
2: real nervous. So
1: bison burgers are, a, well, I don't eat red meat anymore, but they are amazing.
2: Um, I've eaten one. I like a long time ago. I couldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what it was like. Cause it was that long ago, but um, I certainly have never made one.
1: So when I was a kid, I would sneak into the fridge and I would eat the hot dogs cold
2: Oh, gosh. My cousin yeah. did that.
1: It's the best. Yeah. Now, I think hot dogs are gross back then, but I also did it with sticks of butter, so you heard it here first.
2: Oh, I used to eat butter. <laughs>
1: like, a, like a banana?
2: Um, Basically, yeah.
1: Yeah, me too. Then I got All a little right.
2: older and I got fancy, so I spread it on saltine crackers.
1: Um, That's right, folks. You're listening to the <laughs> post-race butter cast. <laughs> I swear we eat healthy now. Sometimes you have to go through the muck before you can get out the yeah. other side. It's much like trail running. Sometimes you got to go over that hill. So, so overall experience, did you enjoy it? Did you have a good time?
2: I did. It was a good race. Um, I cannot imagine doing two loops of that. Um, that and would, you
1: originally was you were considering it, weren't you?
2: Yeah, and yeah. Um, I just didn't. I didn't think I probably had it in me. So luckily, they let you. Um, they let me drop it to the 50 K, um, which was plenty. Um.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. Well, it's an, a phenomenal achievement. I mean, hats off to you. I, I think everyone in the crumb head world is very, <laughs> uh, a little bit in awe of what you did this year, 325.4 miles. That's right. The Anderson, the full Anderson, you can, you did it, um, We don't have another race recap for a while now. I mean, I guess we could say our team season is over for the PRCC. We're going to, of course, keep giving you podcasts and we're going to be slowly transitioning into some winter training tips and some really exciting guests that we have coming up. But I I guess our next race recap will probably be in spring.
2: Yeah, I'm guessing so. Yeah.
1: Unless you do that 25 winter rock again, (laughs) which knowing you here in three weeks, you might be like. Uh, I'm doing a 200 K tomorrow. I got bored. (laughs) Really never know what you're, you're up to. It's kind of your style.
2: Yeah. Sometimes.
1: Yeah. Which is cool. You can't worry about something if you just decide to do it the last second, huh?
2: Um, it's true. That's true.
1: Race, race anxiety doesn't really have time to come into it. If you're (laughs) like deciding five minutes before it begins that you're doing it. So there's, there's something to that. So now that you've had time to think about it, or at least we've been recording for a little bit, do you now think you have a favorite event that you did this year? Hmm. You had your 25K, half marathon, 270.3s, your century ride, your trail marathon, and your pumpkin holla.
2: I don't know. It's Wow.
1: Which one are you most proud of?
2: Um probably this past weekend if I had to pick one.
1: The pumpkin hauler. Yeah. Okay. All right. You, you 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 you're you're if you had kids you wouldn't have a favorite kid. You don't have a favorite race, right? Right. Okay. I think my favorite thing that you did was Probably your least favorite, Galveston, because it made for the best stories. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's true. There's always really good stories after a race like that.
1: Well, it was your first Ironman. It was something that you had been hoping to do for a long time. And it was uh, your first, I guess you could say, really major triathlon. Yeah. And you had a lot of challenges that faced you, including the fact that it was in Texas and jellyfish <laughs> and wind Uh, All kinds of stuff just thrown at you and you prevailed. So that's probably my favorite one. Hmm, Okay. Yep. All right. Well, congratulations again for an amazing season. (laughs) Do you have any aspirations to equal that or come close to that next year?
2: Oh, of course. Of course. I'd probably like to. I mean, if I had to say right now, I wouldn't know. I don't know where it would be or what I would want to do, but I would probably like to try and tackle another 50 miler next year.
1: Okay. And are you considering maybe attempting that 100K again?
2: Not this one. I would probably rather do a 50 miler instead.
1: Okay. All right. And then of course you have two, well, you have a 70.3 relay that we're doing in May. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we get some good things to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, join us uh, here in the next couple of weeks as we bring some cool guests and some cool topics yeah. your way. But we appreciate you coming along with us and listening as we recap Allison's amazing, amazing season. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time.
2: I'll see ya. All right. Bye. Bye. We're
0: swimming, we're here for a trophy we're just here to have some fun allison and no don't need no podium climb but you better have a cookie waiting at the finish line we don't care if you slow or fast cause all are welcome on the post-race cookie cast yes all are welcome on post-race cookie cast